What's up, everyone? Welcome back to LettermanRow.com and Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Byers Automotive. If you're looking for an auto, go to Byers Auto. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. That's Spencer Holbrook. We are, as per usual, talking stuff about Ohio State football recruiting. And uh, Spencer, we're, we're in this weird time of the world, of course, in this weird time of college football recruiting. But in typical Ohio State fashion, it seems like we are days away from some sort of news. Uh, and in typical Larry Johnson fashion, it looks like news about a kid that we haven't talked much about. I mean, it, it's just sort of the way Larry does his business, I guess, and the types of kids he recruits. But here we are, uh, Tyleek Williams from Manassas, Virginia, announced on Monday night that he is announcing his commitment on Thursday at 5 p.m. And despite having received an Ohio State offer in April, he's never visited. We've only written about him on the website twice, I think, even written his name. Uh, and now it seems as though Ohio State is the prohibitive favorite to land uh, the six foot three, 330-pound defensive tackle on Thursday. What do you make of that? Um, well, it's kind of perplexing, right? Because like you said, you know, we've always talked about on this show, you write about guys who Ohio State's interested in and who's interested in Ohio State. And you've written about this guy once. And usually that's an indication that, you know, you're not hearing things about him. Uh, your sources aren't really talking about him. He's not talking about Ohio State. But then all of a sudden, he's announcing a decision. We got crystal balls flipping to Ohio State from Virginia Tech. Um, but, yeah, it, it's very interesting. Uh, yeah, and I'm I not really – I want to be clear. I want, uh, Sports Illustrated, uh, their All-American website, which is their recruiting format, you know, say what you want about the current iteration of Sports Illustrated. John Garcia, who runs their uh, All-American recruiting area, is actually is very good, someone I know well. Um, they wrote about Tyleek in June and listed, like, his top schools, and Ohio State was not listed. So it's not like – I don't think anyone's been paying attention to this. And despite the fact that he had Ohio State in his top six on Twitter uh, when he released that last month, I think most people just kind of assumed that was perfunctory and just, you know, a hat on the table. Um, but Larry Johnson has done this thing. I mean, even to Miche Adelaide, when he committed to Ohio State, we talked about him a lot because he, had, he was so adamant and vocal about his interest in Ohio State early in his recruitment. But for the four or five months leading up to his actual decision, like nobody talked about the kid. And, and I don't know if that's something that is a byproduct of Larry Johnson's style and that's the way he recruits. And so the kids naturally turn that way as well. They get very, you know, uh, introspective and quiet. But I mean, like, we did not talk about Tyreek Williams. And now here we are probably talking about him as the next commitment in Ohio State's class. Yeah, top 200 prospect, uh, really, like, good-looking tape. He, he looks impressive. Uh, but like I said, I think there's one word to describe this as it's just interesting because Larry Johnson works in absolute silence, and you just – you absolutely never know what he's going to be doing, what he's got up his sleeve. Um, you know, it, it's – like I said, there, there's just a couple words you could use to describe it. One of them is interesting because – Yeah, it's the 2021 recruiting cycle. We live in a world where kids are self-promoting themselves – all day long, right? And yet, if we look at Larry Johnson's final group of, of defensive line targets, really, the ones that we know about, and I guess that's the whole thing about what the Tyreek Williams uh, reveal here is, is showing. We don't really know what Larry Johnson's doing because either, like I said, either the kids he recruits are so different or, or what. But 
Taiwan Malone almost never talks to the media. JT Tumalau never talks to the media. Tyreek Williams, no one's heard about. Uh, Justice Boone from um, North Carolina, who they offered, or South Carolina, who they offered last week, is a Florida commitment. Nobody's heard about him. Um, you know, even local kids like Daryl Peterson at Akron Hoban, um, you know, he's committed to Wisconsin. There's been a lot of buzz around him. He's not talking about it. So, I mean, you just don't know uh, if, if that's at the direction and, and the behest of Larry Johnson or if that just happens to be the kids he meshes with. But, um, you know, even Ohio State recruits, I, I asked around on Tuesday or Monday night when, uh, when this started to percolate, and I was like, you know, what do you guys know about this kid? And the answer is, I, I don't know much. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I was told that his first ever conversation with Ryan Day happened on Monday. So, like, uh, if he's picking Ohio State this week, then what we're seeing here really is a Larry Johnson special. Like, that's all that you could put it. Like, Larry Johnson has enough cachet to be able to kind of do what Larry Johnson wants to do on the recruiting trail. He doesn't need to ask permission, I guess. Like if he wants a kid, he gets a kid. So he's clearly seen what he likes on tape out of, out of uh, Tyreek Williams. And if you're watching this or listening to this, check it out. I mean, you, what I see is a six foot three, 315 pound defensive tackle uh, who is pretty quick for, for a kid, his size. Uh, and it doesn't look like he's really put a lot of time in yet on the weights and stuff like that. So I think you could see him potentially be like, that's six foot three, three hundred and twenty pound type Devon Hamilton defensive tackle uh, down the road. Someone who's got very quick feet, good hands, needs to let, get a little bit better uh, as far as playing low, but with his pad level. But like what you see on the tape is good. He plays at a very good high school program, and um, you know, formerly Stonewall Jackson High School there in Manassas, uh, which is now Unity Reed High School. But that's where five-star linebacker Sean Murphy in the class of 2022 plays. So there is this sort of uh, interweaving of interest for Buckeyes fans here who've never really heard of the kid. Yeah, and I was about to make that point. You know, you've got Trayvon Henderson out of Virginia. You, you're looking at Sean Murphy out of Virginia, and now you got this kid coming out of Virginia. Like, is this – do you think Berm, I guess, will kind of piggyback off this. Do you think Virginia is a new spot where the Buckeyes could – I know they've went in there before – but it really yeah. seems like now, I mean, even Tristan Lay, like it seems like Ohio State's making a very uh, concentrated effort on getting into Virginia um, and North Carolina and just that area right there in general. Well, they're moving along. I mean, we've talked about it on the website and on this show before. Like it's picking and choosing the areas of the country that are uh, sort of open when it comes to the other major programs in the area. Sure, North Carolina and Mac Brown have sort of seen the same opportunity and started to move north into the, the Virginia Beach areas and uh, Norfolk trying to recruit over in, the, in that uh, part of the country. But Penn State, Maryland, you know, they're, they're sort of locking down that eastern seaboard uh, in the, you know, in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area. So the Buckeyes are trying to get involved. Larry Johnson, that's where he hails from. It's his home area. His reputation there is, you know, uh, higher there than anywhere else in the country. But if you look at it, that's going to continue in 2022 with Gunnar Gibbons and Zach Rice, the offensive tackles there. Um, you know, and you brought up Tristan Lee, who was at Oklahoma this weekend uh, for the Sooner Summit. And coming out of that weekend, it seems like Ohio State's falling a little bit down the, the board there. That's such a weird recruitment because the Buckeyes have, have hosted Tristan. They need another offensive tackle. 
they they made a big push in the last couple months when it was learned that J.C. Latham was heading to Alabama. But now you're in this almost impossible to gain momentum time of recruiting uh, unless a kid is willing to fly across the country and visit on his own dime. Uh, and, and now we see Ohio State sitting here going, okay, how do you get back in this game? Tristan flew to Oklahoma, had his little uh, the party there with the Caleb Williams crew and the 20 other Oklahoma commits and recruits that made that trip. Now he's planning on taking another visit to LSU to do the same thing. Georgia hosted like four or five stars over the weekend that nobody knew about, including Corey Foreman flying in from California to visit Athens by himself uh, and not hang out or talk to coaches, I guess, which seems weird. Um, seems too, too, uh, too good to be real or too. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like uh, I don't know what the hell the NCAA is doing right now, but um it would seem to me that the uh, schools that want to look for loopholes in this dead period stuff are uh, finding them and exploiting them very, very smartly. Uh, I guess it's, you know, why the cats away, the mice will play type of thing. The NCAA obviously is focused on a lot of other things right now uh, when it comes to name image likeness and the players organizing and uh, the fact that there's, you know, multiple major conferences not playing football, uh, but do you – I'm just going to say it. Spencer, do we really believe that these kids are flying across the country and not talking to coaches when they're on campus? No. Yeah, I just don't know how realistic it is to expect. I mean, again, here's Corey Foreman, who uh, I've never spoken to the kid. And I, all accounts, he seems like a great young man. Was committed to Clemson, decommitted from Clemson, wanted to stay closer to home. That was all the, the talk back in uh, April or whenever he decommitted. Uh, now is flying to Georgia in a dead period to talk to no one and visit nothing. I don't – it just make, it makes zero sense. And I, Ohio State has had a couple players visit Columbus to check out the city. And I know that I'm going to be accused of looking at this through scarlet and gray-tinted glasses, but visiting Columbus is a totally different experience than going to Athens or uh, – Norman, Oklahoma. And yes, I know Oklahoma City is an hour away or Atlanta's not far away, but it just seems weird um, to make that trip in a time when you can't do anything on campus. Oklahoma uh, had their stadium open, I guess. And so these 20 recruits and their families were able to go in and take pictures with the video board on somehow. I guess the video board must always be on at Oklahoma and the doors are always open. I don't know. Maybe Ohio State's uh, skirting the rules smarter. I don't know. Because, like, when Bennett Christian visited Ohio State uh, or visited Columbus and, and stopped on the Ohio State campus two weeks ago, his only photo that I saw, and he sent me it directly, not posting it on Twitter, was him standing in front of Ohio Stadium because he wasn't allowed in. So I don't know if Ohio State is stupid and – is wasting their time playing by the rules that no one else is playing by? Or if Ohio State is so good at skirting the rules that they've been able to convince these kids to not make egregious social media gaffes by posting it on their, uh, you know, feeds for the world to see. Like, I don't know which way it is, but I, I think it's just puzzling that we're in a time frame when we're in a six-month dead period and yet 
five-star players from all over the country are flying to Athens, Georgia, or Norman, Oklahoma. Um, and when the NCAA specifically said a month ago that there can be no coach to recruit interaction when these players are on campus, like, what are you going there? I, I get it, Spencer. I like to hang out with the, with the guys, right? Like if you're going to Oklahoma city and there's 20 guys and all your families are paying for it individually, like it's a really cool idea and, and kudos to Caleb Williams and his, his dad and family for getting it set up. But if we are really believing that it wasn't prompted or initiated or prodded along by the Oklahoma coaching staff, then I have a bridge to sell you in wherever that bridge is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what are we I, doing? Like, Ohio State's probably going to do one of these two, the Buckeye Bash. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, does a guy like Denzel Burke fly in all the way from Arizona? Does, you know, where are these guys coming from? Do some of these guys say, no, I can't do it? We're talking – you're talking Denzel Burke and – I mean, Travion Henderson has never visited Ohio State, Okay. Uh, if Tyreek Williams commits to Ohio State this week, he's never visited Ohio State. Denzel Burke has never visited Ohio State. These kids, if they decide to drop, especially Trevion and, and uh, potentially Tyreek Williams down the road, if they decide to make a six-hour drive to Columbus and, and spend the weekend at Jack Sawyer's house, uh, you know, I, I guess that that seems less egregious to me because they're all hanging out there and and, and they're all committed. They're all they're committed. All, right. They're all committed, but they're also going to a kid's house that lives 15 minutes away from campus. Caleb Williams, bless his heart, lives in Baltimore. Okay. So this idea that like his family orchestrated this entire thing and had no instruction from the Oklahoma staff just seems absolutely preposterous to me. And I don't want to be a negative Nancy. I'm not trying to be a, uh, a hater. Like, I think it's great that Oklahoma's commits and targets were able to do this. I think it shows a, a level of like uh, excitement for the program. And I know that that's what they're trying to build and that's great. But I just think that we need to not be naive to what's obviously happening here. And to suggest that Amarius Mims and Mason Smith and Corey Foreman uh, all traveled to Georgia for the same weekend and that wasn't like put up or, or recommended or suggested by coaches or uh, people who are interested in skirting NCAA policy seems incredibly naive. Am I just being salty? Am I uh, going to be a meme? Maybe are, there all these flav- are there all these flavors and I choose to be salty and that's just I'm going to be that meme because – There is a little bit of a Michigan man speech coming from you right now. I don't know, man. It just seems like – it's already bad enough for the Big Ten at Pac-12. Well, well these Bert, others... I don't mean to cut you uh, off, but – No, please but do. With these schools playing football and the Big Ten and, and Pac-12 just saying, nope, we're good, shut her down, this was going to happen. Yeah, but this doesn't it embolden – going to happen. Doesn't it embolden these schools to say, hey, we, we care more, so here, we're willing to do this. You guys should come here and, and visit. I mean – Georgia, presumably, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I know everything about what their schedule was this weekend, but they're planning on playing football. I'm sure that they probably had practice or schedules or, or scrimmages or something on the schedule that was happening at their facilities. Are we, are we really believing that Corey Foreman flew from California to Georgia and visited campus 
by himself while Georgia was practicing and yet didn't get to see anything or talk to coaches. I just like, I love recruiting and I think the NCAA sucks. And I think that people should understand the NCAA has no real authority over anything. And a lot of these rules are completely arbitrary and and don't make sense. But like, let's just drop the charade. Okay. I mean, even like uh, Ohio state tight end commitment or uh, target Benji Gosnell from North Carolina, his brother who is a, 2020 North Carolina commit is getting ready to play his first scrimmage there like next week, right? Like Benji's going to go visit North Carolina for that scrimmage, which is great. I mean, it's his family and, you know, it's cool you can do that. But like if you have all these loopholes, what's the point of having rules? That's all. Well, again, we're going to say if students are allowed on campus, recruits should be allowed on campus. Yeah, I mean, that's the pretty bottom line to me. If Ohio State can have – 30,000 students visiting, uh, you know, and, and well, going back Ohio to Ohio State, If Ohio State can have intramural sports, then they should be able to have recruits on campus. Yeah, it's all pretty stupid, NCAA, if you're listening. They're not. They're not listening. And, again, I don't want to sit here and sound like I'm being sour grapes guy, but, like, let's find some consistency here. And, and I've, I've made the acronym up over the years. The NCAA stands for no consistency at all. But – Come on, man. Like, let's just do the math. It's not that hard to figure out. These kids are not doing this of their own volition. They're certainly not doing it without any direction or instruction. And I think it's going to be fascinating if anyone ever gets the cojones around the country in these little, uh, you know, in these other markets. And I know there's people in the Ohio State market that have already begun asking these questions or, or wondering. But, like, is anyone going to, like, FOIA request like, hey, can I see the, you know, communication between this person and this person about this visit? Like, or is it just nobody wants to know these things? We just all want to pretend that there's no. Berm, you're forgetting. Remember when Lane Kiffin was hired at Ole Miss and the, rec- the video surfaced of the guy right when he got off the plane? The guy's one, the one fan was standing there waiting on him to get off the plane, and his one message to Lane Kiffin was what? Go get you a burner phone. That was the message. So, like, welcome. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> it's really different. And again, I, I, I know <laughs> what this this video is going to be very poorly received, uh, and people are not going to Who like. Cares? Who cares? Who cares? People are not going to like this in the comments. But let's just let's just use our heads here, people. Okay, let's call it what it is. And until we have some sort of actual idea of what the NCAA is doing when it comes to recruits and, and recruiting visits. None of this should be allowed. None of it. All right. Period. Two quick questions and then we'll go. Sure, Spencer. If Ohio State gets Tyreek Williams, does it help with Sean Murphy? I don't think it hurts. Uh, I think the biggest question with Sean Murphy is how do you fit in uh, Sean Murphy in this class with three linebackers already committed in the class of 2022 with Gabe Powers and CJ Hicks and Hassan McCullough? Is Murphy content being that fourth guy? Is he somebody who thinks that he needs to be the headliner? Is the difference in positions uh, in the future obvious enough to him that it's not going to affect him? Um, Is Sean Murphy, you know, higher on the Ohio State board than Justin Medlock? Is he higher on the Ohio State board than Jalen Walker out of North Carolina? Like, do all these things matter uh, right now? Probably not. I mean, again, we're 18 months away from signing day 2022, but – uh, it seems like 
the the goal here is to add a fourth or maybe a fifth linebacker in that class. Uh, and Sean Murphy is definitely going to be on that list. It never hurts to have someone's teammate. Never. Yeah. Uh, second question. Does the Buckeye bash happen? Um, I mean, I don't think it will, to be honest. I mean, I think it's a good idea. I think it's something that I know that the players are talking about. Jack Sawyer talked about it on Bermanology on Monday. But to organize that kind of thing truly on your own is, a, is quite a task for young people who are in high school. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think it does because if you look around the country, like Arizona's playing football or, you know, Texas is playing football, how do you get Donovan Jackson and, and those kids up at the same time? You know, the reason that you have official visits happening during the season are because there's 12 weeks, 13 weeks to be able to maneuver things around on uh, scheduling differences and that kind of stuff. But uh, I think it's a great idea. I know that Ohio State would love for that to happen, but, you know, I've talked to different people inside of the program about their thoughts on it, and they basically say, hey, it's, it's a nice idea, but it's unlikely because somebody has to coordinate it. And generally speaking, parents and 16-year-olds aren't able to facilitate such a gathering without assistance from trained professionals. But again, I mean, we, we should just ex- assume and really, really believe that it was done all on, on the, the own of uh, the other players around the country. Burn, this is going to be like that Clemson video we recorded, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this one's going to be bad. I know, uh, you know, I apologize. Uh, I am really sorry if I've offended anyone. I think Caleb Williams and his family seem like good people. Oklahoma certainly did not uh, do anything untoward and uh, they followed every rule to the letter. So did Georgia as they always do. Well, you just saved us. This has been talking stuff. The Ohio state recruiting (laughs) podcast brought to you by Letterman row and buyers automotive. If you're looking for an auto, go to buyers auto. That's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. We're really, really sorry. Have a good day, everyone.